Steve's Weekly Podcast. Hello everyone, welcome to this week's weekly podcast. Uh, it is podcast episode 121. Uh, it is Friday the 10th of February 2023. Um, and yeah, here we are with another podcast for you. Uh, coming up in this week's weekly podcast, I'm going to be talking about uh, a movie that I went and watched earlier this week. Uh, called Knock at the Cabin. Uh, I've also got some Nintendo Direct announcements as well. Uh, because unexpectedly, this is the thing with Nintendo, is they can drop a Nintendo Direct anytime they want. You know, and there's literally no warnings beforehand, should we say. There's no warnings beforehand uh, to say that there's going to be a Nintendo Direct. Do you want to know something? I've just realised something. I need to put my... I'm going to put my phone uh, back on charge because my phone is currently on 82% at the moment. Let me just put this on charge. Fingers crossed this works. There we go. There we go. Uh, my, fo- my phone is now on charge. I just had to go and put it on charge. It's now got an hour and 26 minutes left to charge, even though it's on 82% anyway. Um, so, yeah. Uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, so... Um, so basically, the thing is with Nintendo, Nintendo Direct is, they, they can drop them any time. They can drop them any time they want to, um, without warning. I don't think even the press get warned. Um, I think the press probably find out, probably around about the same time as what we do, like us Nintendo gamers do, um, in regards to Nintendo Directs. So... I mean, to be honest, they they kind of let you know the the day before the the directs are due to happen. Um, I've never really. I mean, I think there was a time where they used to give you a bit more kind of advancement as to when these directs were happening, but now, um, now they they do them kind of literally the next day after they get announced. Um, so unexpectedly this week on Tuesday when I was checking social media, uh, Nintendo did a, um, kind of an event, um, to say that they were doing a live stream event on, uh, Wednesday this week, uh, and they were going to be doing a Nintendo Direct. Now the Direct in question was, uh, roughly about 40 minutes long, and in those 40 minutes they, basically spoke about the games that are going to be releasing on Nintendo Switch in the first half of 2023. Um, so I think that's kind of going up to July, I'm going to say. That's going up to July. Um, the thing is with Nintendo Switch is, and there's been many, many reports about this now, the new Legend of Zelda game, the, the the Breath of the Wild sequel that they that they've done. Apparently, after that game's been released in May, and we're going to talk a little bit more about Zelda uh, very very shortly. But apparently, after that game's been released in May, um, that's it in terms of heavy hitters coming to the Nintendo Switch. I don't know whether or not you could say Pikmin Four is a heavy hitter i really don't know because i mean again it's it's a game franchise you know there's there's been various different pikmin games so i'm wondering whether or not pikmin 4 would be another one 
um, that would be a heavy hitter for the Switch? I really don't know. Um, but yeah, in terms of Zelda, though, I mean, it could be that could be the final heavy hitting game uh, for the Nintendo Switch before the attention then turns towards maybe a brand new gaming console from from Nintendo. Uh, because when you think about it. The Switch has been out since... How long has the Switch been out for? Since uh, 2017, yeah. So 2017 uh, was when uh, Nintendo first announced... Uh, well, when Nintendo first released uh, the Switch console. Obviously, um, it was, what, 2016 when the Nintendo Switch was first unveiled? Um, and then 2017 was when the... the uh, console got released so obviously we're coming up to march now so it got released in march 2017 march 2018 19 20 21 22 23 so we're coming up to the sixth anniversary of the nintendo switch we're coming up to the sixth year or we're going into the seventh year nearly um for the nintendo switch um so usually i mean usually we have about a good six maybe seven odd years um in terms of like a gaming console and then the t then the attention normally turns towards a new gaming console so i'm wondering if maybe nintendo at some point this year if not this year maybe next year they'll probably announce a a, a successor to the switch console i mean i'm not gonna lie I think the Nintendo Switch console has done really, really well. I mean, I've had a Nintendo Switch console since launch. Um, yeah, and for me, I think the Nintendo Switch console has done pretty well. Especially during the pandemic as well. I think more so during the pandemic, when people weren't able to go out and meet up with their friends or anything like that. They kind of had to kind of invest their time into something else. And I feel like with the launch of Animal Crossing... Um, being on Nintendo Switch and obviously you have like the Just Dance games and all of that coming to Nintendo Switch I feel like all of that has actually impacted on the Switch's success quite well and I mean there are other games out there as well which has caused uh, the Nintendo Switch to do fairly well uh, in the market as well when you think about like the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild um, back when uh, it when it first launched um, and then obviously you got Mario Odyssey as well another game which was really well as well um, yeah I mean there's been quite a few there has been quite a few good games on the Switch and it's going to be very tricky it's going to be very tricky to see how Nintendo can kind of up the ante should we say um and make the next console after the nintendo switch make the next console after that uh, a, a bigger success uh to what the switch has done so it'll be very interesting to see it'll be very interesting to see how the console is designed what the console can do um and what games what games we can expect from it as well uh, but I am going to be talking about Nintendo in a few moments. I also find it very interesting that by the end of this year, we will have um, all the waves uh, or downloadable content, should we say, for Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. 
And again, there was rumours starting there as well, saying that by the end of 2023, we will have Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, like all the DLC for that. And then the attention might be turned towards a new gaming console after that. So it's going to be very interesting to see, that's for sure. It is going to be interesting. Um, so yeah, we'll talk about Nintendo again in just a few moments because we're going to talk about the Nintendo Direct that got um, released earlier this week. I also want to talk about Disney as well. Um, I definitely do want to talk about Disney uh, this week because they had their first uh, quarterly financial results um, of the year. Um, funnily enough, they had that roughly the same time as when Nintendo did their Direct on Wednesday. Now, the thing is, is I actually wasn't awake for either one of them. I actually ended up falling asleep on Wednesday night. Um, and it was like the early hours of Thursday morning, and I'm talking around about 1am, that I actually kind of caught up with all this latest news that had happened overnight, um, or over the course of the, the like late evening on Wednesday. Um, so I'm going to talk about Disney as well, because they've had their first quarterly financial results, and they've unveiled some sequels, which you probably know about by now, but I'm going to give you my thoughts on those sequels, and I'll remind you what those uh, sequels are as well uh, a little bit later on in this podcast. So there's a fair bit coming up. There is a fair bit coming up uh, this week. So um, I am going to start off uh, with every. Let's start off with everything that was announced uh, in the Nintendo Direct that we had uh, on. Wednesday this week. Uh, Nintendo's hotly anticipated February 2023 showcase is over and we now have a much clearer idea of what's coming to Switch during the first half of this year. Nintendo Direct crammed a huge amount into its 40 minute runtime including some truly fantastic reveals. Uh, we got a portion of Zelda, a pinch of Pikmin 4, a bowl full of Bayonetta and more than a few surprises. Uh, here are all the announcements, trailers, and news Nintendo gave the gaming world. Strap yourself in. There's a lot. Um, now, obviously, I'm not going to play you the trailers or anything like that. Because, well, there's no point. This is an audio file. You guys can't see them. But the trailers are out there. Just search for them on YouTube if there are any games that I'm about to talk or go through that you're interested in viewing. I mean, the YouTube trailers will be up there on YouTube and stuff like that. So, uh, Nintendo Direct kicked off with a trailer for Pikmin 4, which looks as lovely and cute as you'd hope. The big news is the release date, though. Uh, so, Pikmin 4 will be coming to Nintendo Switch consoles on the 21st of July, 2023. Next up, a trailer for Volume 3 of the Xenoblade Chronicles 3 Expansion Pass, which is out later this month, and a sneak peek of the new story scenario coming in Volume 4 later this year. Moving on to a brand new Samba de Amigo game from Sega. Samba, um, Samba, Samba de Amigo Party Central hits Nintendo Switch this summer. Nintendo Direct then announced Fashion Dreamer from Marvelous Entertainment. It's due out at some point this year. The Japanese trailer is available to watch online. 
Next, we have a 6th of March release date for the Dead Cells Return to Castlevania DLC. Tron Identity from uh, BitHell Games uh, is coming to Nintendo Switch this April. Capcom's uh, murder mystery series Ghost Trick returns with a remaster uh, of the, the first game. Ghost Trick Phantom Detective uh, comes out on Nintendo Switch uh, later this summer. Uh, let's have a look and see what this one is. Uh, next level, uh, next level five's uh, Daker Police hits uh, Switch this year, and again the trailer is available online. As expected, Nintendo Direct showed more of Platinum Bayonetta Origins Cereza and the Lost Demon is due out the seventeenth of March. Splatoon Three time, the Splatoon Three expansion pass is a paid DLC that includes two waves of content. The first wave features Incapolis and launches this spring. Wave 2, dubbed Side Order, launches at some point later this year. Next came Disney Illusion Land, a nice looking platformer featuring Mickey Mouse and Co. It launches on Nintendo Switch on the 28th of July. Fire Emblem Engage Expansion, Expansion Pass Pack 2 got its time to shine in the Nintendo Direct. It's out now. The trailer also teased uh, Pack 3 and Pack 4. Here's a surprise. A brand new game from Life is Strange developer Don't Nod. It's called Harmony, The Fall of Reverie and it's due out this June. Octopath Traveler 2 is just around the corner. A demo is uh, uh, a demo containing the game's opening hours is out now. Uh, Bandai Namco announced We Love Katamari Reroll Plus Royal Reverie, and it's due out on the second of June. Do you want to know something? I've just seen a thumbnail for it, and it kind of—I don't know why—it's just giving me Fall Guys vibes. I don't know why. Just looking at the thumbnail. For the YouTube trailer um, that I'm seeing here, it's just giving me full guy vibes. I don't know. Uh, the next game, uh, Sabotage Studios' retro turn-based RPG Sea of Stars launches on the 29th of August. Uh, Free-to-play air hockey multiplayer game Omega Strikers launches on Nintendo Switch on the 27th of April. Um... A collection um, of remasters of the first three uh, Etrian Odyssey games hits Nintendo Switch on the 1st of June. It's called Etrian Odyssey Origins Collection. Nintendo finally announced a release date for the delayed Advance Wars 1 and 2 Reboot Camp. 21st of April is when uh, the uh, games will be released on the Nintendo Switch console. Uh, Kirby's Return to Dreamland Deluxe has a new demo out now on the eShop. Uh, the game launches on the 24th of February. Here's a cool surprise. Game Boy and Game Boy Color games are available on Nintendo Switch Online. Launch games include Tetris, Super Mario Land 2, Six Golden Coins... The Legend of Zelda Link, uh, Link's Awakening DX and Gargoyle's Quest. 
more games will be added in the future. And Game Boy Advance games are available on Nintendo Switch Online Plus Expansion Pack. Expect the likes of Mario Kart Super Circuit, The Legend of Zelda The Minish Cap, and other Game Boy Advance classics. And again, more games from the Game Boy Advance uh, backlog library will be added to the Nintendo Switch Online and Expansion Pass uh, in the near future as well. Really, really exciting. Um, I saw the trailer for the Game Boy and Game Boy Advance games on the Switch uh, the other day. Uh, when it first got announced, um, and also as well, I must I must add that uh, even if you're playing, uh, I believe if you're even playing Game Boy games, you even have the ability to kind of color filter it, um, uh, color filter it. So basically, it's in color rather than its original green format that it used to, like green and black format that it used to come in on the Game Boy. Which I find is really, really awesome. So, um, I am yet to check out the Game Boy games on Nintendo Switch Online. It is something that I'm definitely going to be doing. I actually did say in my weekly vlog that's coming out on Monday next week um, that I am going to be doing a separate YouTube video uh, to kind of demonstrate the Game Boy and Game Boy Advance games on the Nintendo Switch. Uh, so expect that to be dropping on my YouTube channel at some point over the course of the next uh, week or so. All right, I will re I'll reveal more details uh, very very soon about that. But it's definitely something that I definitely do want to do. I tell you what, they have got one game in particular that I absolutely loved playing on the Game Boy years and years and years ago. Super Mario Land Two Six Golden Coins. Oh my God! I mean. I again the other day when I watched the trailer and they showed a little tiny bit of footage of that game being played on the Nintendo Switch console. Well, first of all, my mind was blown. Secondly, it just took me straight back to my childhood when I used to play it on repeat. Honestly, I used to love that game so 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 much. And the fact that that's actually one of the launch titles on the Game Boy um games for nintendo switch online I, that just makes me so happy it really really does make me so happy so i'm definitely getting back into playing um that super mario that mario land 2 six golden coins game on game boy for the nintendo switch i'm definitely doing it because yeah it's been a long time since i last played it uh here's a massive announcement the original metroid prime uh remastered for nintendo switch and it's out now on the eShop. Uh, the physical version will be launching in a couple of weeks' time on the 3rd of March. Um, moving on from that bombshell, by the way. Uh, Spike Chunsoft revealed Master Detective Archives Raincode. It's described as a lucid noir um, detective adventure from the minds behind the uh, Danganronpa uh, series and launches on Nintendo Switch on the 30th of June. Remasters of GameCube RPGs Baton Katos 1 and 2 are coming to Nintendo Switch this summer. It's collectively called Baton Katos 1 and 2 HD Remaster. Here's another surprise from Level 5, Fantasy Life I. Uh, the Girl Who Steals Time comes out this year on Nintendo Switch. And more from Level 5. 
a new Professor Layton. It's called Professor Layton and the New World of Steam. And that's pretty much all we know. Wave 4 of the Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Booster Course Pass DLC is notable because it adds Birdo, something of a Eurogamer mascot. It's out this spring. And Nintendo saved the best for last. A good look at The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. And yes, it looks amazing. It comes out on the 12th of May 2023. Um, so yeah, there we go. Um, obviously, The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom uh, is the sequel to the Nintendo Switch launch game Breath of the Wild. I have played... You know what? I... I was really there was one point in uh, when I first got the Nintendo Switch console where I was really really into Zelda. Literally, I was really into Breath of the Wild, and then I stopped playing it. I should really get back into playing it and maybe trying to complete that game. I think at some point um, because it was a really good game and I enjoyed it. And then obviously, then I started getting more Nintendo Switch games. So all those launch ones that I got when I first got the Nintendo Switch kind of got pushed to the side, and then obviously started playing the newer ones that I was getting and stuff. Um, but there we go. So that that is everything though that Nintendo announced. Uh, at its uh, direct event uh, earlier this week. I mean, it's going to be very interesting because at the moment, uh, I don't even think I mentioned this in the podcast last week or anything like that, but apparently there are rumours circulating at the moment that um, that Sony, Microsoft and Nintendo uh, won't be in attendance to this year's E3 events which normally takes place in is it los angeles i think it's los angeles or yeah los angeles um it normally takes place in los angeles um in june every year uh obviously for the last couple of years it's been a little bit different obviously they've had to kind of do online events because of the pandemic um or they've not even bothered holding the event whatsoever because of the pandemic but this year they're going back to an in-person event um and they have promised i mean the people behind the uh, behind e3 have said that they have promised it is going to be bigger and better than before um and the thing is is it it really would surprise me if if sony microsoft and nintendo weren't in attendance to this kind of relaunched events i guess you could say um i mean e3 normally is one of the biggest gaming events in the gaming uh calendar each year um because obviously this is where we can normally get um big reveals in terms of video games that are coming to xbox or playstation or or nintendo um or i mean who knows i mean I mean, we've had E3 events in the past where they've held uh, E3 events, Sony, Microsoft or Nintendo, and they've actually took that opportunity to actually unveil their next big console. Um, So it is very, very, it's going to be very, very surprising to see whether or not Nintendo, Sony and Microsoft are actually going to be staying away from e3 this year or not i mean these at the moment these are just rumors 
Um, so just take that with a pinch of salt at the moment. Obviously, we will get more confirmation when we get closer to the event. I'm probably expecting maybe around about April, May time is when we should definitely know for sure whether Microsoft, uh, Sony and Nintendo are going to be at the events. But if... I mean, the thing is, Nintendo, they might decide not to go to E3. That ain't going to stop them from uh, doing their own little thing, though. Again, they might hold a Nintendo Direct in June, um, which is kind of E3-related in a way. Um, and they may take that opportunity during the Direct to unveil maybe a little teaser trailer for their next console or something like that if they... If they've got a console in hand ready to be unveiled this year, of course. Um, but again, they might take the opportunity to do a direct later on in the summer or later on in the year. And they might just unveil some games that are coming to Nintendo Switch in the second half of this year. I mean, to be honest, we have got a lot of games that I've just spoken about there. Um, we've got a lot of games to actually tie us through... Uh, right right up until the end of August. So, I mean, there are going to be, obviously, some games that Nintendo probably want to unveil in June. Uh, maybe to kind of get us hyped up for some, for some big game releases in the second half of the year. If they've got any, of course. Um, but yeah, it'll be, it'll be very interesting to see what they do um, this year, Nintendo. And it's the same with with Microsoft, and it's the same with, with Sony as well. So, um, yeah. I mean, also as well, it'll be... I mean, also as well, there's also the fact that there's a possibility that GTA 6, I mean, last year, towards the end of last year, there was a good couple of hours worth of footage from uh, Grand Theft Auto 6, uh, which got leaked, apparently. Um, and obviously we know who the protagonists are in the story. Uh, we know that there might be a potential that the characters might end up returning back to Vice City, uh, once again. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's also, there's also the inevitable announcement of GTA 6, whether or not that gets unveiled this year. Uh, I mean, it, it's a possibility, it is a possibility that GTA 6 could get unveiled this year. I mean, we're coming up to 10 years. It's been 10 years now, or nearly 10 years, since uh, Grand Theft Auto 5 came out on uh, the PS3 and Xbox 360. And do you want to know something? I mean, it's funny because I remember playing uh, G uh, GTA 5 on the PS3 I think I might have played it on the Xbox... No, I didn't play it on the Xbox 360. I remember playing it on the PS3. And I remember playing it on my Xbox One console as well. It's gone through three generations worth of consoles. It's gone through PS3 and Xbox 360. It's gone through uh, the PS4. Yeah, the PS4 and Xbox One. And just recently, it's gone through the Xbox One... And PS5 console as well. So uh, you think after three generations of games consoles and 10 years later, you would think that there would now be a, a, a Grand Theft Auto 6 game on the horizon. I mean, Rockstar Games, the studio behind 
um, behind the uh, behind the games. Obviously, they are very busy at the moment working on the new uh, game. So, yeah, who knows? This year, we could get an announcement for GTA 6. And you never know, by the end of this year, we could be playing GTA 6. I definitely would love to play GTA 6 because... I mean, I was playing GTA 5 for a very, very long time. Even on the Xbox One console, I was playing it for a very, very long time. And the thing is, is it gets boring after a while. Like, you're there like, I really want to play a new GTA game. I really do. Um, so, I mean, who knows? Wouldn't it be interesting? I mean, because they did have Grand Theft Auto, um, a tri what was it, a remastered trilogy or something? They had a Grand Theft Auto game that came out on the Nintendo Switch console, but I don't think it worked as well as they hoped because I think there was a lot of bugs and issues. Uh, GTA, what was it? Was it GTA um, Trilogy Definitive Edition? Was that the one? Uh, Grand Theft Auto, the trilogy, yeah. I mean, they got it on Xbox and they got it on PS4. I'm trying to find the Switch version. They do have it. Well, actually, well, no, it says here. I don't know why they've also added the Elder Scrolls Skyrim to it. Let me just put in Switch and see if it comes up. Uh, yeah, but I don't think... Do they even sell it anymore? I don't think they do because there's no price tag. No, I don't think they do. It just says see all buying options. And if I see all the buying options, I mean, it's just, it, you might, it's like second hand and stuff like that. So, there we go. Yeah. So, it doesn't look like, maybe I might be able to get it through the eShop. Maybe. But then I don't really know if I would want to play, G I don't know if I'd really want to play those games on the Switch. Because I've heard a lot of bad stuff about it. I've just found one, uh, GTA, the d uh, Trilogy Definitive Edition on Switch for 66 quid. So, there we go. <laughs> I wouldn't want to play 60... No, no. I mean, to be honest, if they've got, like, better... I mean, there's one here. Look, more buying choices. 39.99. There we go. Um, but, honestly, if, th if they've got it on the eShop, which is a bit more cheaper, then uh, who knows? We'll see what happens. Um, anyway, so, yeah. So, there we go. So, that's... Um, that's uh, all the news that came out of uh, Nintendo Direct this week. Um, by the way, I have seen... Um, <laughs> it's really funny. I, I kind of regret now looking... Because last week, obviously, I spoke last week on the podcast about the Galaxy Unpacked event. And a lot of tech YouTubers, which I wish I was one of them, to be honest. I really do sometimes. I really wish I was one of those tech YouTubers, but I'm not. Um, I'm, <laughs> but a lot of tech YouTubers now, I'm getting like, even channels that I don't subscribe to or anything like that. It's because over the last week, where I've kind of watched various different videos or various different tech YouTubers talking about the S23 Ultra and, like, the camera comparisons and how it compares to the iPhone and, and stuff like that. My YouTube algorithm now on my YouTube feed comes up with all these various different YouTubers who are into their tech and, obviously, are reviewing the S23 Ultra. So now, when I go onto YouTube, 
it now comes up with all these tech YouTubers who are there going, uh, my S23 Ultra review one week later. So it's very interesting to see actually what people are thinking of the S23 Ultra uh, one week later. Um, and I know one YouTuber who I've recently subscribed to, uh, he did say that in the, at some point in the near future, uh, he is going to be doing a more long-term, long-form um, review on the phone um, and whether or not it is worth the upgrade. Um, but he, he has said that what, what, from what he has done so far, he's done some tests, he's done some benchmarking and stuff like that for the, for the new device. Um, and he said after a few hours of use, um, he said that he, I mean, obviously he used it for social media, he used it for camera functions and all of that. After a few hours, he said that he got, he had roughly around about 60% of battery left in his phone. Uh, whereas the S22 Ultra, which is last year's um, Ultra uh, from Samsung, uh, had around about 55% battery left in it. Again, with the same amount of time being used and the same functions being used on that smartphone. So it's really, really good to see that, you know, that Samsung have improved their, their battery um, in that phone. Uh, yeah, I mean, to be honest, it's going to be interesting to see what the long-form uh, or long-term reviews are for the phone. Um, obviously, these people who are testing out the Samsung devices at the moment, they're probably using um, kind of a beta software. So it's software that's not actually available to the public just yet. Um, and obviously, I do think that obviously before the phone does come out, obviously the phone comes out next Friday. So Friday the seventeenth of February is when the is when the S twenty three Ultra is out um, and is available to buy. Uh, but you can pre order it right now uh, through your mobile network service, whatever one you are, uh, whoever you are with, uh, should I say? Um, so. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, it'll be interesting to see what other people do think of the uh, smartphone um, when it does eventually arrive this time next week. Um, I'll, I'll be keeping an eye on the reviews, I think, and seeing what other people, see what the general public think of the new smartphone. Um, so there we go. Um, I mean, to be honest, if I get, if I do get a S23 Ultra myself, I think it probably will be a bit bigger than my current phone i don't know i don't know the screen size on my phone i'm gonna have a look um i know what phone my one is i think it will be bigger because uh the <clears throat> let me have a look uh i should put in screen size that would also be good if i put that in can't believe my phone came out nearly two years ago it came out in march 2021 uh, 6.5 inches. So yeah, mine. Uh, so the the Galaxy S23 Ultra is 6.8 inches. So it is slightly. It's, it would be slightly bigger. But there we go. Um, yeah. When did when did it get released? Got released in March, didn't it? Because it was literally a couple of months before I got the phone. Uh, two years ago. Release date. When did it get released? March seventeenth, twenty twenty one, is when my uh, phone first got released. So, yeah, damn, two years ago, um, nearly two years ago. That's why. That's just wild. 
Very, very wild. Um, but there we go. Anyway, so there we are. That, that's, that's, I just thought I'd add that into this week's podcast. Uh, let me talk about Disney. Let me talk about them. Uh, because roughly the same time we had that Nintendo Direct on Wednesday, uh, we also had a Disney's uh, first financial quarterly results uh, of 2023. Um and obviously they were kind of they were talking a little bit about the Disney theme parks. They spoke a little bit about Disney Plus and its subscribers. Um, they did lose subscribers, I do believe. Uh, Disney Plus um, subscribers. Uh, let me see if I can put that in and see what comes up. Um, yeah, so Disney Plus reports its first subscriber loss of 2.4 million subscribers and they also plan to lay off 7,000 employees um which is huge uh, that is huge uh, to be honest so uh, it is a shame that disney i mean the thing is with disney is and i'm not gonna lie uh somebody that is subscribed to disney plus at the moment Okay, you've got Star Wars The Bad Batch, right? And brand new episodes of that is coming out weekly uh, on Disney+. Plus. I'm not going to lie, I'm not watching Star Wars The Bad Batch at the moment because I'm actually banking those episodes for when I... Because obviously my friend Damon, he's also into Star Wars as well and obviously he wants somebody to watch these kind of shows with and i'm more than happy to wait uh, and watch these episodes with him um and i do believe actually this past week we actually got two episodes um so if i do see hopefully i'm planning to meet up with him next week hopefully there might be a day next week where we're both free and we might be able to meet up together and um spend the day at his house watching uh, Star Wars The Bad Batch and some other bits and pieces that he wanted to show me as well. Um, but in terms of Star Wars The Bad Batch, though, I'm not watching that show, right? Now, the thing is, is Marvel haven't released any, any like, series yet this year. Um, I mean, we're getting Secret Invasion, which is due out later this spring. So I'm... I'm guessing that might be i don't think it'll be in march per se i'm probably gonna say it's gonna be around about april may time because thing is with secret invasion is it would kind of be clashing between that and the mandalorian mandalorian comes back um with season three uh season three on disney plus in march I mean, at the moment, I'm still using Disney+. Plus. I'm using it to watch uh, What We Do in the Shadows, Family Guy, American Dad, and The Simpsons. Those are four shows at the moment that I'm watching uh, via Disney+. Plus, and that's pretty much it. Um, but in terms of new content, though, this is where Disney are lacking uh, at the moment, for me anyway. There's no surprise drops there's no nostalgic shows on Disney Plus that make me want to, like, surprising nostalgic shows, shall we say, that makes me want to drop everything and go back and rewatch it. 
Um, I mean, to be honest, obviously, we got Bear in the Big Blue House here in the UK uh, a couple of months ago. I'm still yet to watch that, actually, because I definitely do want to go back. I want to go back and relive my childhood, okay, and watch that show. I know I'm like a, a 26-year-old man, but you know what? I used to love Bear in the Big Blue House growing up, and I wouldn't mind going back and uh, re-watching that show again. Uh, I know that, obviously, in some countries, they had PB&J Otter. Again, another show that I used to watch uh, growing up, PB&J Otter. I used to love that show. Um, but it's not available yet here in the UK. Hopefully it will be at some point in the future, maybe. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, you know, it's just one of those things where Disney at the moment are lacking with content. So it doesn't at all surprise me that they've had a loss of 2.4 million subscribers. You've also got to take into account that over in the US at the moment... Uh, they have also started rolling out ads as well. Uh, so some people don't want to pay for ads. Therefore, they could end up... And they probably don't want to pay the extra cost uh, to keep Disney Plus ad-free. So they've kind of taken that decision to kind of come away from Disney Plus. Um, I mean, what's very surprising is the fact that during its first financially quarterly results... They didn't actually specify anything about any other countries getting ad the the Disney Plus ad tier, which I would have thought is what they would have used the financially quarterly results um, to 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 do, uh, but they didn't. So it's going to be very interesting as to when the UK will get the ad uh, tier and when other countries will get the ad tier as well. At the moment, the uh, Disney Plus ad tier is only available uh, in the US at the moment. Um, but they have, they've made it no secret that it will eventually come to the rest of the world at some point this year. So bear that in mind. Um, but yeah, let me just have a look at this though for you. Uh, Disney's first quarter with uh, CEO Bob Iger back in command isn't looking so good. Uh, Disney announced its Q1 2023 earnings today, um, uh, recently reporting a total of 161.8 million Disney Plus global subscribers, a decrease of 2.4 million subs from 164.2 million in the previous quarter. Uh, this is the streamer's first subscriber loss since launching uh, in the US in 2019. Uh, the drop in Disney Plus subscribers was mainly driven by a decrease in Disney Plus Hotstar subscribers, the international streaming service available in India and parts of Southeast Asia saw a decline of 3.8 million subscribers down from 61.3 million subs in the previous quarter. On the semi-positive side, Disney Plus gained 200,000 domestic subscribers in the US and Canada. The results puts, uh, put Disney Plus's uh, 2024 target into question. Uh, Disney Plus plans to reach 215 million to 245 million subs by 2024, uh, which could see streaming king Netflix uh, with over 230 million global subscribers lose its crown. However, it's looking like Netflix can relax at least 
for now. Uh, notably, Iger announced during today's uh, earning call uh, that Disney will no longer provide subscriber edition guidance, uh, the same move that Netflix recently made. Uh, the subscriber loss comes on the heels of the company increasing the subscription price of its Disney Plus ad-free plan to $11 per month in tandem with its new $7.99 ad-supported tier. For that reason, analysts were actually expecting a larger loss of 3 million subs. So the news is not entirely bad from that perspective. Disney's other streaming services, Hulu and ESPN Plus, had a decent quarter gaining 800,000 subscribers and 600,000 subscribers respectively. Hulu now has 48 million subscribers and ESPN Plus has 24.9 million. Uh, Disney also reported an increase in revenue for the quarter, citing $23.51 billion dollars. Uh, just barely beating expectations at $23.33 billion last quarter. Disney reported $20.15 billion uh, in revenue. In addition, its operating loss among the direct-to-consumer segment narrowed, losing $1.1 billion versus $1.5 billion in Q4 2022. Uh, Disney plans to save $5.5 billion in costs, including $3 billion in savings on content. As part of Disney's effort to make its streaming business profitable, Iger revealed uh, that the company is planning a significant restructuring, including job cuts. Uh, the layoffs will affect 7,000 employees. The company froze new hiring in November. Uh, this is what he has been quoted saying. Uh, While this is necessary to address the challenges we're facing today, I do not make this decision lightly. I have enormous respect and appreciation for the talent and dedication of our employees worldwide and I'm mindful of the personal impact of these changes. Uh, there have been rumblings in the media that Disney may be exploring the sale of licensing rights for its films and TV series to its competitors in a desperate attempt to combat streaming losses. If the rumour turns out to be true, this would be a significant change in strategy, since Disney is known to keep much of its original programming exclusively on Disney Plus and Hulu. Uh, Warner Brothers Discovery was the most recent major media company to license its shows in order to gain revenue. Uh, WBD struck deals with Roku and Tubi, to license 2,000 hours of movies and TV shows, including Westworld, which was pulled from HBO Max in December. Uh, so there we go. So that's that's pretty much uh, everything that, that came out of the financial uh, quarterly results uh, from Disney. But that's not just the only bit. That's not the only big news to come out of the financial quarterly results, neither. Uh, because Disney also announced some uh, big sequels are also on the lineup. Now, you may already know what those sequels are, but I will remind you here in this week's podcast what they are. Uh, so the first one is Zootopia 2 or in other parts of the uh, other parts of the world or other uh yeah, yeah, other parts of the world. It's known as Zoo, uh, Zootropolis. Uh, so Zootropolis 2, Zootopia 2 in the US uh, has been announced by Disney. 
there is a third Frozen movie that's also in the works as well. Now, this is no surprise to me because uh, Kirsten Bell, who uh, voices one of the characters in the movies, uh, kind of hinted last year in a media um, uh, in a media interview that a Frozen Three could be on the cards. She didn't say she was greenlighting it, um, but. Um, she kind of hinted that there was going to be a third one. So Frozen 3, for me, was no surprise. Um, but this one, though, is... This one is actually the fifth one in the franchise. Toy Story 5 is also in the works. Now, Toy Story 5... Um, I'm not going to lie... Right, and I, I said this uh, in my weekly vlog um, that's going out on Monday, and I'm going to say it here as well. Toy Story 5, I mean, the the fourth one was okay. Came out back in 2019, the fourth one. And I thought it was okay. You know, I didn't think it was necessary. I thought it was okay. Um... But the fact that they're now they're now going back to Toy Story Five, I mean, I don't know. It sounds to me like this is just Disney's way of trying to grab money where they can, and they're using one of their biggest assets in in the world of Disney. Because I mean, let's face it, Toy Story is one of the biggest assets in Disney. I mean, you know, obviously. Um, yeah, I think, it, wasn't it like one of the first computer-generated movies to ever be made or something? I mean, that's huge. That is huge. You know, so, I mean, it's one of those things where, you know, it's, yeah, why why are we going back to Toy Story? I mean, I know what, I know what the premise of, of the movie is. I mean, you've only got to look at the way how Toy Story 4 ended to know how... Toy Story Five will will uh, will be, you know. I mean, obviously, Woody and Buzz kind of went their own separate ways, you know. Um, so Woody decided he wanted to live the life in a in a fairground, yeah, you know, in, in a fairground, and obviously Buzz and the rest of the gang obviously went back with their new owner Bonnie. Um, so. Yeah, so you know where it's going to go. Buzz will be on the search with the gang looking for Woody, I should imagine. Um yeah, I mean I mean yeah, let's face it. That's probably what the story is going to be. Um I mean I I've I've always said this. I felt like the third one was the perfect way to end the franchise. The third one was the perfect opportunity to end the franchise there. You know, I mean, the the toy's original owner, Andy, he grew up, you know, he no longer played with his toys anymore. Um, you know, and he was going off to college um, and therefore he decided to donate his toys uh, to someone that would make use out of them. Um yeah, and I, I felt like that was a perfect way to end the franchise, you know. And not going to lie, the last movie was pretty sad, to be fair. The last movie was pretty sad. Um, but, 
you know, it was a good movie. I enjoyed it, and I thought it was a perfect way to end the the franchise there. But then they made the fourth one, which again, like I said earlier, it was okay. wasn't really necessary to make a fourth one, but they made it, and I watched it. I mean, to be honest, Toy Story 5, I mean, the thing is with these movies, they, they haven't been given release dates. So, um, no other details really got released about these movies in terms of plots or cast or um, the release dates or anything like that. So, we don't exactly know when these movies are coming out. We only know that they're in the works at Disney and that that's pretty much it. So... In terms of, I, I I can see it now. I reckon Toy Story 5, because 1995 was when the first Toy Story movie came out, right? So, two years from now, 2025, it'll be the 30th anniversary since the first Toy Story movie came out. I can see them celebrating the 30th anniversary by releasing Toy Story 5. I mean, uh, that's just me predicting here. I'm not, I'm not saying that that's actually going to happen. That's just my predictions here. Okay, so uh, we'll we'll soon find out. But I I do I do reckon 2025 might be a, a solid release date for Toy Story five. Um, maybe the summer, because then it could be a summer blockbuster. Um, but yeah, it'll also be very interesting to see what they do with with the next Toy Story. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I will probably, out of those three sequels that got announced, I'm probably only going to see two of them. And the first one being uh, Zootopia 2 or Zootropolis 2. Because I enjoyed the first Zootro- uh, Zootropolis movie. I enjoyed that. Um, I thought it was a good movie. So I wouldn't mind seeing the second one. Um, and then the... And then the other one will obviously be Toy Story 5, I guess. I mean, I will go and see that. Um, despite the fact I'm I'm sat here saying, is it really necessary to make a fifth one? Uh, I don't know. But I will probably go and see it anyway. Um, you know, I mean, by, I mean, by the time that movie comes out, I'll probably be 28 years old watching a kid's movie but it's a movie that i grew up with you know it's a movie it is a franchise that i do love um you know don't get me wrong it is one of my favorite uh pixar movies i mean my other one is monsters inc i do love monsters inc as well such a good pixar movie um but yeah i mean to be honest they could have done something else that wasn't toy story i feel like toy story was their safest bet because they knew that they could make money off of Toy Story. You know, I mean, a lot of people over the years... <laughs> I mean, I don't even know why they haven't done this. I mean, a lot of people over the years have asked for um, A Bug's Life 2. I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe people enjoyed that movie. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I don't think I've really seen A Bug's Life. So, I should really watch that one, I think. Um... I don't think I have seen A Bug's Life. I'm not sure. Um, But, yeah, I mean, they could have done something with Monsters, Inc. I mean, they could have gone back to that. But then again, to be honest, they've got Monsters at Work, which is that TV series for Disney+, Plus, which is kind of like a sequel to the, the, the original movie. 
So maybe that's why they didn't go down that line. And I think a season two is is in the works at Disney for that as well. Or they're currently doing that at the moment. Um, <clears throat> I mean, they could have done The Incredibles 3. They could have done that. Or they could have done Wally, like a second Wally movie. You know, the, the, there's IPs that Disney or Pixar already have that they could have gone back and revisited. Um, and instead, they kind of played the safe card by going, well, here's, uh, here's, here's like, I don't know, like a trilogy of one of our best movies because obviously like you know a lot of a lot of um like a lot of young kids watch frozen you know i mean i know i know people who have got like daughters and stuff like like young daughters and stuff who who love um like elsa and and olaf and stuff like that from frozen you know so obviously this is why frozen is one of those really popular disney pixar movies because of Elsa and Olaf and and stuff like that and obviously you know you go outside and sometimes stepping outside you can see like you know like um sort of like kids dressed up as like well I say kids like uh, young girls dressed up as like Elsa from Frozen and stuff like that so yeah I can see why Frozen is a pop is a popular movie I mean obviously they've got some songs in there as well which are unfortunately catchy i mean i've never seen frozen and i don't plan on watching frozen either because it's just not my kind of movie but yeah i i respect that it is a very popular movie i do respect that um you know so i can see why disney have gone back to that one i can see why disney have gone back to toy story again they're playing it safe with toy story they know they can make um, money off of Toy Story. I mean, Lightyear didn't do too well at the box office when that got released uh, last year. Um, obviously, it was made on a $200 million budget, and I think it only got $224 million back. So it only made $24 million more than than it than it costed them to make the movie. So it's not really it's not really good numbers uh, for Lightyear. It could have something to do with the fact that maybe it weren't Tim Allen voicing Buzz Lightyear. It was Chris Evans, a.k.a. Captain America. Not to be confused with the UK radio host and TV presenter, Chris Evans. Um, but yeah, the the, you know, the American act, um, actor who plays Captain America and stuff. You know, he, yeah, he voiced Buzz Lightyear. But obviously, this was a different take on Lightyear. That's what everyone needs to realise about that movie. Again, they sequel-baited that movie. They sequel-baited Lightyear. Why didn't they go back to doing maybe a second Lightyear movie? I don't know. Um, again, it's in the Toy Story franchise. It's in the Toy Story universe. I, I really don't know. I really don't know. They could have done something different rather than going back to Toy Story. I mean, again, like I say, I will watch Toy Story 5. And I'll probably be sat here in a couple of years' time talking about Toy Story 5, sadly enough, and probably saying whether it was good or whether it was bad and whether it should have just been left alone. But, I don't know. This movie, though, hmm, 
I'm I'm a bit I'm a bit mixed. I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, it depends what Disney and Pixar can come up with in terms of story. It all depends on what the story is. Um, you know, I mean, as long as they don't make it too sad, and you know, they pull on my heartstrings again. I mean, there there was a really sad scene, although it was kind of wholesome at the same time in Toy Story Four, which nearly I nearly cried at. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I, d I did nearly cry at that. But, I mean, you know what? When I first watched Toy Story 3 uh, back in 2010, when that movie got released, Toy Story 3, uh, 2010 is when the first, is when the third one got released. I remember watching that for the first time. I actually cried um, at that one because that, that was sad. That was sad. You know, Andy giving up his toys like that. I mean, that was sad. Um, you know, they they knew. They knew what they were doing at Disney and Pixar. You know, when they, they made me cry. So there we go. Um, but, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens to Toy Story 5. I mean, who knows? It all, it all does depend, doesn't it? Um, also as well, uh, speaking of movies, um, we got a brand new trailer this week for a movie called Paint, which stars Owen Wilson as, you might as well just say, Bob Ross. The, the the painter a lot of people um actually a few years ago a lot of people used to watch bob ross there was like old there was actually a channel was it on twitch or something there was like a a 24 hour channel or something on twitch where they were live streaming episodes of bob ross doing paintings um but yeah anyway there there's there's a movie called paint they couldn't use his... They, they changed the name of Bob Rosso in this movie. I don't know why. Maybe they weren't, they weren't allowed uh, to use his name. Maybe. So that's why they had to change his, his name in the movie. But, I mean, you can tell it's Bob Ross. You just got to look at the hair. Got to look at the face, like the, you know, the facial hair and stuff like that on Owen Wilson. And you'll know it's Bob Ross. They're just ripping off Bob Ross with another name. Um, but, yeah, anyway, so there was a new trailer for that. And I'll tell you what, as soon as I saw Owen Wilson rocking that Bob Ross-style wig with that facial hair, I laughed. I couldn't help it. I just laughed because I thought it was funny. Uh, just the way he <laughs> the way he looked. Um, but there we go. I mean, I'm intrigued. <laughs> I'm intrigued to watch this movie. I don't know why, um, but <laughs> I just don't know. I just feel like I should give this movie a watch. Uh, so, yeah, so that got released. Oh, and also as well, another movie got released, uh, a, an, another movie trailer got released earlier this week uh, for a movie called Air. You know what? Hollywood are really running out of ideas, aren't they? you got a movie coming out called Paint. you got a movie coming out called air um and this is basically based on the nike shoes uh that you know the nike air shoes that got released i think back in like the the 80s or something like that um so yeah i mean hollywood really are running out of ideas aren't they they need to come up with fresh ideas because now they're just they're running out of ideas to the point now where they're like damn what should we do now Maybe let's do a movie on a 
paint on a very well-known painter. Yes. Uh, what should we call that movie? Paints. Brilliant. I'll get the scripts. You know, I feel like it's the same with air. You know. Damn. What should we do? What should we do? Hmm. And this this person is looking down at their shoes and going, Hey, let's make a movie about the creation of some really well-known shoes. Okay, what ones? What brand should we go for? How about Nike? Yes. Okay, let's, let's do Nike. Uh, Nike Air Shoes. Okay, yeah, that's brilliant. Okay, now, 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 what do, what do we call that movie? How about Air? Brilliant, I'll get the scripts running. Yeah, honestly, I feel like these movie titles are just a bit bland, you know? I mean, there's a movie that came out recently, which I'm still yet to watch, by the way. There's a movie that came out recently called Plane. Literally, and it's about a plane that, you know, ends up, coming down from the sky because of a storm or something like that. Yeah, you know, it's got Gerard Butler in it. But I'm there like, why? Literally, could they not come up with a better name? I mean, Gerard Butler, apparently, he fought to keep that name, to keep that title. Because there was another um, title in the works called Mayday Mayday. Now, I'm not going to lie. <clears throat> I would have been more intrigued to go and see a movie titled Mayday Mayday than a film just titled Plane. I mean, literally. Oh, I don't know. You know. I mean, before you know it, there'll be a movie just titled Cinema. You know, and that's it. That is literally it. Um, although, if there is a movie ever titled Cinema, I'm hoping and praying that they make some sort of big, massive cinematic sequence that would be forever engraved in cinema history. Similar to what Terminator 2 did, Avatar did, all of that, you know? I mean, yeah, that's what I would hope, anyway. At least hope. Um, anyway. Oh, actually, this is something I should talk about. Um, so there was a TV show that I used to watch in my childhood. And this, again, is slightly going back to Disney again. Uh, there was a TV show, which actually I should go back and watch at some point on Disney Plus, uh, called Wizards of Wavery Place. I used to love that show so much uh, growing up. Uh, obviously, the uh, the TV show uh, starred David Henry, uh, Jake T. Austin, Jennifer Stone, David DeLuise and Selena Gomez as well. Um, and it also featured uh, Greg Sulkin and uh, Bridget Mendler as well uh, in the series. Um, now... Obviously, it's been, I don't know how many years. How When was the last episode? Or when was the last Wizards of Wavery Place, shall we say? How long was that? Because it must have been quite a while ago. Waverly Place. Let's see when it ended. Because uh, it only ran for four, it ran for four seasons. Uh, ended in 2012. Yeah. So the first episode aired... Uh, in 2007, and the last episode aired in 2012. Uh, so here we are, about 11 years later, should we say, 11 years later. And Jennifer Stone and David uh, DeLuise have gone back and 
they basically uh, done a podcast. Um, uh, what I can't remember what what was it called? Um, let me see if I can find it. If it's here, um, I don't know if I can find it. Um, Jennifer on original. Uh, Jennifer Stone. Ah, here we go. This might say what it's called. Um, let me see where where is it? Where is it? Uh, Wizards of Waverly Pods. That's it. Yeah. Uh, so the two debuted their new podcast, Wizards of Waverly Pods. Okay. So you can listen to it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Music, and Google Podcasts, wherever you get your uh, podcasts uh, from. Uh, similar to where you're listening to this podcast from as well. And I must say, I watched the pod. I watched the podcast through YouTube. I mean, if you listen to it, you can get their. I mean, their chemistry is great, but if you see their expressions visually, face to face, again, you can see, you can just tell how electrifying their their uh, chemistry is together, and. I tell you what, the the podcast, the first episode is about forty minutes long, um, and I I enjoyed it. Uh, they talked about the first episode, which was crazy ten minute sale. Uh, they talked about their auditions and how they got the part to play the characters. Uh, Jennifer Stone uh, played Harper, which was uh, Selena Gomez's character, Alex's best friend in the series. Uh, and David DeLuise uh, played um, Alex and Justin's da- uh, Alex, Justin and Max's dad in the series, uh, which was Jerry. Um, so, yeah, um, I I absolutely love the first 40 minutes. I think the new episodes are going to be out every Monday. Um, so, um, I think they're going to be doing it weekly as well. I think they've got around about 109, um, episodes coming up, maybe 110, I don't know. Um, but they're doing this podcast, so, um, and yeah, apparently it, I mean, I listened to, I watched it and listened to it. I thought it was really, really good. Love the chemistry. I think next week's podcast, Selena Gomez, uh, makes an appearance, um, in that podcast, uh, to talk about her role as Alex and stuff like that. Um, but I mean, like they even, uh, dished the dirt on the original Wizards of Waverly Place pilot episode which never got aired as well. So if you do want to find out some secrets about a, a, a TV show that you may have grown up watching, uh, then Wizards of Waverly Pod is definitely the one to listen to for sure. Um, I'm definitely going to be tuning in and listening to it or watching it on YouTube again next week because, I mean, I love the first episode. I, I'm definitely in watching more of that you know what i should also start i should start getting back into listening to podcasts again funny thing is is for a very 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 long time now i can't even remember when was the last time that greg and travis did a um did a uh, a gadget cast together let me have a look gadget cast when was the last time they did one? I mean, it must have been a while ago. I mean, 
Let me have a look. Well, apparently, it's really weird. They actually haven't got any of their... Where's all their videos gone? Oh. All their videos seem to have disappeared. Oh, that's a shame. Um, because they... I mean, now, all there is on the gadget cast... I'm wondering now, actually. Have they deleted all their episodes on Spotify Music? Let me have a look. Because yeah, that's also gadget cast. Let me have a look. Gadget cast. Here we go. Um, no, I mean... All their all their other epi- all their episodes are still there, but they're not on their YouTube. Um, so yeah, so all their YouTube live streams have whoop disappeared, um, which is a shame. I used to love watching their gadget casts, um, but anyway, the iPhone uh, the iPhone fourteen was the last uh gadget cast episode that came out, and that was back in September twenty twenty two. Ever since then, they haven't um, they haven't done an episode since then. So I don't know what's happening with Gadget Cast uh, with Greg and Travis. I mean, it's a shame because I used to love watching them. Uh, when when did they do their episodes? Was it a Friday or Saturday night or something? They used to do their episodes, and I used to love watching them because honestly, I, I thought they were funny. I really, I love their their chemistry as well. So, it's a shame. I mean, the other podcast that I do listen to is um, the What's on Disney Plus podcast as well. But again, I've not listened to that for a good fair few weeks. So, I should at some point definitely get back into listening to the What's on Disney Plus podcast as well. And uh, get um, Roger and... Can't remember the other guy's name now. Who's the other guy? I can't. Honestly, this is how long it's been, guys, since I last listened to the What's on Di- What's on Disney Plus podcast. Uh, I'm gonna find out who was the other guy. Um, What's on Disney Plus podcast um, about? Um, oh, James. That's it. Roger and James. So there we go. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're still doing their episodes weekly um, anyway. And I always get YouTube notifications to say that they've done a podcast as well. Because again, they do a visual uh, podcast and an audio podcast as well. So yeah, so there we go. Um, and again, I, lo- I love their chemistry. But they've done 229 podcasts. So this week, uh, this weekend, when they do their next podcast, it'll be 230 so, I mean, that's more podcasts than me, um, literally. But there we go. I'm, I'm slowly catching up, although I don't think I'll, I'll ever catch up with them because they, they literally do do their podcasts on a weekly basis. They really do. Um, but there we go. And I should really tune into the live Q&As as well that they do um, because they also do a live Q&A and I, I can ask them a question uh, and stuff like that. Anything Disney related or maybe even streaming service related. We could go as far as saying streaming service related. Um, so yeah, so that's the other thing. Anyway, um, right, okay. Let me uh, talk about one more thing um, before I wrap up this week's weekly podcast. It's been a good one this week. 
Um, so let me talk about Knock at the Cabin because I did go and see that movie um, this week. And uh, I'm not going to lie. It wasn't the best movie that I had seen. Um, yeah, I'm not going to lie. It's not the best movie I'd seen. Um, I mean, this movie was directed by M. Night Shyamalan. And I've seen two of his projects. Um, apparently, there's a there's a few movies that Damon said he is going to show me um, when we next meet up and have a movie day, just me and him. Because he said to me that he's already shown um, my other friend Kim, he's already shown her these movies and he wants me to watch them as well and so i'm again i'm saving those movies until i next meet up with him um i think they're all on i think they're are they all on disney plus i think they all are um i'll just double check um let me have a look D uh, disney please don't tell me i've got a sign in have i got a sign in no okay um uh, da, 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 let me have a look. Break. Um. Well, it was, was it called Breakthrough? Um. You know what? That's a movie I've not seen in a while. Uh, Fresh. No. Okay. Um. Let me. Oh, one sec. Let me have a look. M Night Shyamalan. There's a few movies that Damon wants to show me anyway, in terms of him, and I'll I'll bring up those ones that he has done in terms of movies didn't he he did he did do some tv shows as well didn't he or no there's someone that's done a tv show recently was it called servant or something that he's done don't know uh unbreakable that's it Unbre no it won't break through it was unbreakable unbreakable uh split and there was another one as well that he done which uh, glass, yeah, glass. So Unbreakable, Split, and Glass were the three that Damon said he wanted to show me, which he, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind him showing me them actually. Um, apparently, stay. I should stay away from the Last Airbender because apparently that is terrible. And to be honest, I've heard similar things. Um, I've heard similar things from other people about. The Last Airbender. I mean, there are some other movies here as well. Uh, the Sixth, uh, The Sixth Sense, and Signs might be another one that I might actually give a watch because, and again, I think both of those movies are on Disney Plus. It was Unbreakable. Let me let me search for that now and see if it's on here. On, Un yeah, Unbreakable's on here. Um, Signs, Signs is on here. The Sixth Sense is on here. Um, I think glass, glass is on here, and split. Come on, split on here. Split is not on here. Really? Are you serious? Split is not on here. Damn. Okay, well that's weird. I mean, they've got glass and they've got unbreakable, but they don't have split. And apparently, they're all set. In the same kind of universe. Anyway, going back to Knock at the Cabin anyway. Uh, I'm not going to lie. So out of all of M. Night Shyamalan's projects that I have seen, I've only seen two of them, okay? So I've seen this one and I've seen 
the other movie that came out back in 2021 called Old. Now, what I'm going to say is out of the two M. Night Shyamalan movies that I've seen so far, I prefer Old over Knock at the Cabin. And the only reason why I prefer Old is because I love the concept behind that movie. It was about... These people that get stranded on this beach, the longer they're on the beach, the longer they age very, very quickly. I loved that concept behind that movie. I thought it was great. This one, however, was a little bit more, shall I say, boring. Um, because, I don't know, it was about these people that come to this cabin. They warn this same-sex couple with this fostered daughter... Um, that one of them must sacrifice their life in order to save the world. And I guess in a way it's kind of the message behind that movie is what would you do really, you know, would you really sacrifice a loved one to save the world? I think that was technically the question that they were asking from this movie. That was probably the message behind the movie. I mean, I'm not going to lie, I went into this movie thinking there might be a bit of intensity, there might be a bit of edge-of-your-seat stuff here. But I'm not going to lie, throughout the movie, I didn't feel like I was on the edge of my seat. I didn't feel like there was any intense moments or anything like that. Um, there was a little part of me that did think to myself, is all this stuff, is all these like world-ending scenarios actually happening right now? Or is this all fake? You know, and this is just part of some big group or like conspiracy theory group or something like that. There was that part of me that was thinking that. But for the most part of it, though, I mean, yeah, I didn't really feel like it was a great movie. Uh, I mean, the movie stars Dave Bautista and Rupert Grint. I feel like Dave Bautista actually carried the entire movie. And I love the fact that we did get to see a little bit more of his kind of emotional side. Um, and we, yeah, I mean, that's something that really you don't see in some of his other movies that he's been in is more of like an emotional side to him. So I'm glad that we did see that, you know, that he can play that kind of character. Um, but other than that, though, I mean, I don't know, it just felt a bit generic, really, for me. Um, and it's definitely not one that I would go back and rush to see again anytime soon. So... Yeah, there we go. Um, but do feel free to let me know, though, what you think of uh, Knock at the Cabin. Uh, feel free to give me a follow on Twitter at SteveFlixPlus uh, is my Twitter username. And, uh, yeah, feel free to let me know what you think of that. Uh, that is it for this week's weekly podcast. Thank you for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed this week's uh, podcast. I will be back next Friday with your next weekly podcast. Uh, but until then though. Goodbye. Thanks for listening. And I'll catch you guys in my next weekly podcast. Steve's weekly podcast.